Welcome to Highly Political, a podcast where two passionate ladies smoke weed, talk politics, laugh, and sometimes cry. With special guests from the world of comedy, cannabis, and politics. We haven't worked on Capitol Hill, but that's okay. We're paying attention, and so should you. We want you to be informed, like little democracy angels. So pack your bowl, grab some snacks, and let's get into it. And remember, when they go low, we get high. Today I'm smoking Quest, a combination lineage of Chem Sister, Sour Dub, and Chocolate Diesel. Supposedly great for creation and flow. Let's see. And I'm smoking a highly political favorite, Wedding Cake. This particular strain is thickly dressed up with orange hair all over it. Much like the head of the state who told everyone his people are working on the finest bleach solutions to defeat this virus. We're still in quarantine and people have had enough. They don't care about your grandmas. Tupac Shakur is resurrected from the grave and decided to move to Kentucky. I mean, it's the first place I'd go. All right, T, light it up. <sighs> you enjoyed that hit. <laughs> this is the first time I smoked today, actually. So I love shocker. Me, I love when you tell me that. It's probably the first time I've ever told you that, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's four thirty. <laughs> you might be right. And I'm, uh, I was like, "Oh no, am I going to be able to work out if I smoke at four thirty? Am I? Is my day going to be shot?" And I was like, "Am I going to be able to function today if I don't get a couple hits in before our podcast?" And I was. I went to the grocery store. I let a little old lady cut in front of me because she had less items in her basket than I did. I love that move. I have done that move as well. I just love it. Five or six items. And I was like, oh, do, do you want to go in, in front of me? You can just go ahead. And I think there was like a little bit of a language barrier. And like I was trying to motion and she figured it out. And then she just kept saying like, thank you. Thank you. And I was like, you're welcome. Of course. She was so cute. That's what they're about. It was nice. Your hair looks bouncing. Thank you. I uh, did a little twist out. Quarantine's got me trying new things. Quarantine's got me trying nothing. My hair's been on a bun for 45 days. I'm not going to lie. For the first 44 uh, days, I didn't. <laughs> this is a new development. Oh, this is the new phase. Like, this is your new phase of quarantine where you're trying fun, fun hairdos. Well, this is like the new phase of quarantine of like, okay, well, I guess you need to adapt to the new normal, right? So like, what is your quarantine schedule? Like, what are you doing to be productive in quarantine versus it's like a vacation and like, can't wait till it's over. Now I'm just like, okay, this is a new normal. So you need to be productive or adapt to that. And, you know, not just like be on TikTok, Instagram and Bravo all day. Did you get a TikTok? I did, but I haven't posted anything. I've just been watching things. They're like, it's like, a, it's weirdly entertaining to watch like, I don't know if it's 60 or 90 second segments of entertainment or video, but I enjoy it more than Instagram because it's like more intriguing. Um, did you see that one of the girl who did the Trump press conference? No. It's funny. He, uh, she's just impersonating him and using when he told everybody to inject disinfectant. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a good one. I'll send it to you. Um, shout out to you, girl. That was a very funny video. We appreciate it. Um, I know we were talking about the whole disinfectant thing earlier. Um, and I had seen that people were talking about how at one time Lysol was advertised as a feminine hygiene product and birth certificate. And I was like, oh, no, there's no way that could be true. Um, so I was like, you know, unlike most people, I was like, let me fact check this first. 
And um, <laughs> the, unlike, unlike most people, I gave PolitiFact money before I got a 60% pay cut. So PolitiFact, you were one of the last charities, I guess charity, organizations I gave my money to. Appreciate that. Um, it's actually true uh, because uh, Forbes posted a an article um, about it. And I believe the ad was from, let me just double check the date. I think it might've been I'm like- I'm going to go the- with 19... 19- 73. I think it's going to be later than I think. Uh, I was going to go with a 50, but I don't know. I have life been around since the 50s. It feels very 50s to me, but I'm going to go with 73. It says a 1956 study that exclaimed Lysol-induced criminal abortion had similar effects. Um, I'm trying to figure out when this this ad is from, but the ad is like wild because it, so like, wait, it shows a woman. Or- it shows a woman behind... Um, a spider web and like a husband in the front reading a newspaper, like looking like, <sighs> and it says held in a web of indifference day after heartbreaking day, I was held in an unyielding web, a web spun by my husband's indifference. I couldn't reach him anymore. Was the fault mine? Well, thinking you know about, Thinking you know about feminine hygiene, yet trusting a now and then care can make all the difference in married happiness, as my doctor pointed out. He said, never to run such a careless risk, prescribed Lysol brand disinfectant for douching always. And then the next photo shows like the spider web is like broken and she's sitting like on her husband's lap and they're both smiling. But I broke through it. Oh, the joy of finding Tom's love and close companionship one more. Believe me, I follow to the letter my doctor's advice on feminine hygiene. Always use Lysol for douching. I want to be satisfied. Lysol on my pussy sounds terrifying. I'm just going <laughs> to. I wouldn't be satisfied now with salt, soda, or other handmade solutions, which all sound terrible. Soda? Uh-huh. Not with Lysol, approved germ killer. That cleanses so gently, yet so thoroughly. It's easy to use and economical. The very best part is Lysol really works. It's always about like getting your husband the desire to. That's the part that's like so wild to me. It's like, (laughs) you know, it's like you're so focused. But, But I don't understand how like douching with Lysol would make sex better for a guy i don't I know it's, keep imagining is it, it that like she no it would dry you out it would totally are we on like are we on a, a sexual health podcast right now i'm I really mean, loving maybe. what we're spitting down you're right it would dry you out because like the more i've been like disinfecting and cleaning with things like my hands have gotten so much drier yeah. so i feel like if i First of all, you're not supposed to douche at all. Yeah, gynecologists agree. You're not supposed to use anything. Nothing. Water. Just nothing. Your hands and water. Hands and water. A little splashy splash. That's it. And and I use soap on occasion. I'm like, ugh, shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes, like, when I wash my hair, I feel like so much soap or stuff, like, like, you know, flows down my body. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) It's because your hair is the thickest hair I've ever seen in my life. That's why. You don't even know, like ugh, it's like such. I don't a even process. want to know how long your showers, unfortunately, have to be. Almost, <laughs> and this is not in a sexual way at all, but maybe a little. Almost every single time I'm in the shower, Sam, I think of you because I'm like, oh my god, I've been in here for a long time. Like sometimes, even just how long it takes for my hair to actually thoroughly get wet. 
Like that does not like it's not like what I go. You, on, what if you just dunk it in a well, the bucket? Never mind. Continue. <laughs> if I dunked my hair, if I went into the ocean, and I dipped myself, and I came back out. Um, I guess depending on the salt water content of the water might change things. But like I have to dunk a couple times before my hair is like like flat against my head, dripping down. That's wild. Yeah, but um, so yeah, so while the president, uh, you know. Said something about injecting Lysol. Asked yeah, so us to douche with Lysol. You hear it first. Well, the president said juice. Listen, wait, hold on, guys. You did not hear it here. The president did not say to douche with Lysol. Let's, let's just let's be clear, okay? We're not we're not playing into the fucking like propaganda machine about people just say talking shit That's on Trump because they hate. Okay, jokes, guys. You can't see that we're laughing. Okay, we're I wearing masks and we're on a podcast. You can't see our smiles and subtle, <laughs> sly looks. I we're even we're wearing masks even though we're zooming each other. That's <laughs> how, that's how serious we're taking this. Oh my god! I was at the grocery when I was at the grocery store today. The um, the checker and the bagger were making jokes kind of all together, and I was kind of part of it. And there was like certain oh. cues where I was kind of laughing, like smiling at them. And then I was like, oh shit! <laughs> they can't, can't see, see the girl. They can't see that I'm smiling. Like I try to over. You gotta smile. My you gestures. Got yeah, trying to do my eyebrows <laughs> and talk loud. And I have like a. I don't have a real. I need to order a real mask. You know, like I just have like a uh, a bandana and two ha- hair bands and turn yeah, that got, into a mask. I got that vibe too. And I got oh, the little- I think um, a uh, human rights campaign, HRC, they're, they're selling them, but the, they're, you donate because it goes back to their campaign. Okay, I need to get some because the little they're hair band. Like 29. Really? Well, the little hair band ones I have, because I have these like little tiny otter ears, um, the hair band really pulls against my ear and <laughs> And it keeps like you just said that so casually. Like I've ever heard that phrase. Like you know, I have these little otter ears. I've never. Well, you know what an otter ear looks like? It's so small. It just like kind of like floats into the back of their head. Like that's yeah, small ear, right? You got a small ear. I never noticed your ears because you're covered in your hair always. Richard Jones and I both have tiny. We had like the same tiny ear, and he Aww. likes to say it's because we like don't like to hear any bullshit. But um, oh. uh, yeah, he be spewing a lot these days, right? He? he he doesn't even hear the own bullshit. But uh, so yeah, the the hair bands pull it and like they'll start to slip when it's out and you know one of the things they tell you is not to touch your mask and rearrange it in the front when you're out and then i'm trying not to but it's slipping off which is bad and i start to get anxious it's yeah it's times are tough y'all um but california we're gonna do uh, on the 15th our quarantine ends Mm-mm. it got extended to the end of may fuck wait fuck really yeah <laughs> yeah, it's, it's extended to the end of May. How do I not know that? I, I host a politics podcast. How do I not know that? Was it When was it announced? Um, I'm not sure when it was announced. I feel like it was announced a couple of weeks ago. Let's see. CA. I guess that's cool, though, because I thought I only had 15 days to enjoy my half half hours. Okay. Uh, the extended revised order takes effect Monday and runs through May 31st. Okay. Um, until then, the current order remains in place. Okay, did not know you he- you heard it first. Me listening to that for the first time, folks, because <laughs> I did not know that. I mean, I'm not surprised to be honest with you. Yeah, I guess I mean because for me, ex- existentially, sometimes I think like every month it's just going to be extended one more month. Yeah, like, that's think- what I think. And I also think it's like, I just feel like it's hard. Like, how can it not be extended when not everybody's adhering to like the same thing? Um, So it's always going to be like affecting that. And since 
the onset of the virus or symptoms takes a certain amount of time. Um, it's, I, I can just imagine. And again, I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, you know, scientist or mathematician, but like the people I've talked to, it just seems like it's hard to really understand um, how quickly or how this is spreading. And well, I, don't know. I guess, well, if, I mean, if you were uh, that, so like we're getting to the point now where even a lot of my, um, like friends in the beginning who were taking this all seriously and they I like I feel like there's just an an unease amongst everybody now they're, they're like ready to get back to real life and uh that's when all these fucking like reopen America conspiracy theories are coming out of the woodwork over here <laughs> you just take a fucking selfie of yourself of us oh Try and get content for our podcast. Okay. I'm cutting <laughs> this out too. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 it's interesting to see like people's sentiments about like, I can't wait to get back to normal life. I want to do this. And I, I was talking to my friend about this yesterday. It's interesting to see how people are so uh, eager to get back to normal or back to reality where I feel like what is normal? Like the normal is in which you knew it is no longer available. And right. I think um, I had sent something to my brother-in-law that I had seen online and I'm, I can't remember the exact phrase and I'm paraphrasing, but basically it said is like what right now you're witnessing a lot of people withdrawing from the myth of certainty. You know, so um, I think mm-hmm. Sam, you and I can relate in a different way where like, you know, we both had single moms and we've had to adapt to certain challenges in our lives. So in a sudden change into the way that the world works, we may be more comfortable because of those types of things. So we, we're not as, we're not pushing back against the change. You know, we've adapted to so many different scenarios in our life that it, it's something that we're accustomed to. We're accustomed to uncertainty. We're accustomed to change where mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in this world who have the privilege of not having to adapt so much and to live I'm in a life of finding that and some, I mean, conspiracy theories in general are for people who can't handle reality. And thinking about that reminds me to be like softer with those people because as you all know, I have a natural tendency to rage out when, you know, people are whatever. Um, but it's like a great reminder. It's like, this is like also really shocking and shift changing and just for a lot of people and them having to deal with that, um, I think correlates to like some of their actions. And I have to just remind myself to be, you know, to be gentler with people and remember that they're not on the same, they're not, they're not where we're, where I'm at in my own journey in life. And they're just seeing things from a different view. So that's a great point. But also when they're um, spreading some bullshit that can, I mean, harm, me. that can harm everybody. Oh, girl, you know I still be raging. Um, <laughs> you just rage on the inside. But um, I, I do, I guess, want to talk about the reopen America people. Yeah. Um, because I, as I shared with you, I think yeah, I shared with you yeah this article in the root, and the title was "Reopen America is the New White Lives Matter." Oh, yeah. And uh, it's just, it's really, it's really bothering me because here's the thing. I agree that um, this seems scary and it's, it, it could be a pushback to like not believe authority and like going to like the controlling regime, like right. the government controlling us. 
But at the same time, I think Tiana, you, you and I, and like a lot of our listeners and people, we actually respect this like science and authority. And if right. doctors and scientists are telling us to like, can we just chill for a month so hospitals aren't overcrowded? And uh, you know, there's that, right? Right. At, at a certain point, even you and I are going to be like, all right. I mean, what's going on here? Like, well, of course, that's an, that's an unfair un- impatience we're giving to people who are trying to save us and and like worship or like uh, worship save us and um well worship science, you know, and and right. help help with that. Um, but yeah, the the article. Um, what? It's just interesting to see that on the reopening America committee, there's not one doctor. Yeah, what the or scientist. Fuck? Um, let's see. Uh, Mark Meadows is on there. Um, not only is he not a doctor, he he doesn't believe in climate change. I think we talked about it yeah, last. Yeah, he doesn't believe like, in climate change. Uh, he thinks the Earth is six thousand years old. Oh Lord, where are I'm? You know, I'm so annoyed. I did not put this in my notes because it had all the facts. Oh, God damn it. Sorry. I have some facts here about the, the opening people I can read. Or, um, well, we talked about that last week. I'm talking about the statistics for the communities that have been hit most, actually, for the Reopen America. Oh, no. And why it's like a White Lives Matter vibe. Um, I can pull up that article if you like. Yeah, yeah. Do you have it? <clears throat> Let me see. I know I, I know I texted to you, but it was so long ago. I think it was too long ago. Wait, let's see. You know, we are, we're similar in the way that we like to send seven texts for one. Oh, yeah. It's so frustrating. <laughs> but I like it because. Oh, I, that's, I'm not changing my style, but I'm yeah. sure it's frustrating for like this. Okay, I found it. But I like it because I feel like certain things have to come in certain like, you know, like moments. You got to break, you're chopping it up. Chop it up. Okay. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, so we all know like the reopen America committee, we know their vibe. They're very, they're very don't tread on me. They're very Trump loving. They're definitely some of the people who, um, ingested bleach because <laughs> of that spike in poison control calls after Trump's speech. I still can't believe, come on people. Come oh. on. Okay. So what do you think he meant? He just meant like, uh, like scientists okay. come up with like but okay. what he's talking about is I like- don't think he I honestly do not think he meant hey you should go into your bathroom and grab Lysol and bleach and grab a uh, you know uh, needle and then inject it into your arm I don't think he meant that so what do you think he meant I do think <laughs> listen I do think that he a was having a brainstorm session in front of the American people, which I think which he does for everything now. Yeah, which <laughs> I think is like a very poor leadership. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to see a leader come up there and like be spitballing with you about like, so what do you think we should do? It's like <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? No, you're, you're supposed to have a breath press briefings to tell us what to do because you and your homies in the Oval Office have been w- working it out. You know, all the best people, right? I think I do think that he was thinking about how like, you know, I think he was more saying to the doctors, to them, like, well, you know, disinfectants kill it on surfaces. Is there a way that we can use them some way to like inject it into somebody in a like, I don't think again, I don't think it was like a straight way. Like, is there a way 
So like if they manipulate it, a way that we can inject them to do the same thing, which is still stupid, right? <laughs> but I don't think he was like encouraging people to do that. But somebody who was more, had more uh, foresight would have thought, you know what? Or somebody who was on his team, again, if you want to spitball this in front of people would say, you know what? But when you say it like that, some people may think you're saying that they should just inject this into their arms and that might be dangerous. Well, no one would think that. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. President. Unfortunately, there are some Americans in our country who will think that that's what you're saying. Yeah. But that's why you don't have that <laughs> brainstorm on live TV. You know what I mean? But also really what he's saying, he's literally just asking them to make a vaccine. Like that's what he's like. Yeah, you inject true. something in your body and it, dis- and, it, and it makes the virus go away. But Fair. he's a fucking idiot. And he just says stupid shit because he can't, he has a bad brain. Well, even his cover up about saying I was sarcastic, I was being sarcastic. Well, I was like, thing, don't say that. His, just his say words, this is what I meant. Because like, well, he flip flops. So it's like yeah. you, you are like, you like obviously think he's an idiot and like the worst president in our modern history, but at least you're giving him some grace where you're like, oh, he's not actually saying that. But then if something works in his favor or doesn't work in his favor, like if people, if somehow, it was true and somebody did inject bleach and like their coronavirus went away, he would be like, I told you all along. I knew it. I knew it. But since that's not the case, he's like, oh, that was sarcastic. So he just uses words as, as like a flex, as a flexible, if it works out in my favor, then you have my quote. Right. But I don't even want to give him that much credit. I just think he spews. I think he has no, he has no strategy. You can just ask his homeboy, Jared Kushner, who said that this coronavirus response story i'm telling you watching this administration gives me so much ptsd (laughs) some of the whack-ass people i've worked with in my life just watching them just lie and spiral it's just like uh, uh, (laughs) just more more people have died than the vietnam war it's like we've you know we set goals for ourselves and we exceed those goals and i think we're doing amazing (laughs) yo if hillary clinton was president first of all we wouldn't we probably wouldn't get this to this bad but if hillary president was well Clinton was president and this happened fox news would be like kill the beast beast," like and have torches oh my god they would swing that bitch up telling people to like like if you if you see hillary clinton Again. You give her a hit for me or something, you know? Yeah, it's wild. It's like real crazy. seeing the same people out here protesting about how they can't get their hair done, pretending they're not in the same country that fucking made internment camps for Japanese Americans during World War II just makes me fucking sick to my stomach. Okay? Like, you're stuck in your house. I know I keep going back to the same point, and I'm not trying to, like, keep hammering in your guys' head, but this is but just where you? I'm at. This is, where I, like, this is where I'm just at right now. You know, it's just like, it's just so frustrating. The, those the, people protesting, right? So, okay. Black the excessive use of privilege and the denial yeah. of it is just infuriating. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> black <laughs> residents outnumber whites in eight of the 10 cities with the highest coronavirus. Oh, no. Hold on. A virus deaths. Death. Wait, hold on. I think I got like a lag in my internet talking in. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you start with um, that last um, statistic you're about to say? Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. So black residents outnumber whites in eight of the 10 cities with the highest coronavirus death rates per capita. 
In Vermont, the whitest state in the union, the percentage of black people infected with COVID-19 is 10 times the black population percentage. That's what like makes me so anxious about Texas opening up and like my siblings and my nieces and my nephew, my father, all being out there. Yeah. I told my sister today, I was like, listen, um, I don't know how, I hope I, cause my niece's birth, my next niece's birthday is at the end of June. And um, I was hope planning that I would be able to go visit her for that. And I was like, listen, I don't know how comfortable I'm going to feel coming to Texas if you guys open too early. And at midnight tonight, they're supposed to open uh, restaurants, movie theaters, libraries. Just all back to normal? 25% capacity. Okay. But then a lot of, my sister was saying, but a lot of people are saying like, well, there's no point to open if we can only open to 25% capacity because we can't operate at 25% capacity. Right. It's not worth it. You know, so it's, but then like, what does that mean? So like, I don't know what happens if, I do know that if, you know, your job opens back up and you still don't feel comfortable going for your own health issues, um, you no longer, you know, then you basically are forfeiting your jobs. You can't collect unemployment. But what happens if the- That puts a lot of poor people in terrible predicaments. But. Yeah. And then, and then what happened, but I, I don't know, and maybe I can look into it, but like what happens if the establishment decides it's not worth it for them to open up? Can the, can the employees still collect unemployment if even though the government has says restaurant A can open up up to 25%, restaurant A opens up, a couple of people don't go to work, they get, don't get unemployment. Restaurant B is like, no, it's not worth it to me. Do their employees still collect unemployment? Yeah, I have no idea. I, I mean, but so, okay. So there's like the reopen, don't try it on me, like crusty whites. And then um, there's Sweden, right? Who oh, did yeah. nothing. Who did nothing. They, doctor, so Dr. Katz, um, Dr. David Katz. You ever watch that, that cartoon, Dr. Katz? Uh, no. It was one of those like weird adulty cartoons with very dry humor that was on yeah. Comedy Central at like 1 a.m. I was like, um, that's what it sounded like. Wait, Dr. Katz? Is, no, that's not yeah. the... It was H. John of, Benjamin? No, 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 I didn't see it. Sorry. I was thinking, um, of, what's the one where the guy's like, um, this is like super old, where the guy's like a movie critic? The Critic. The Critic, yeah. It's, like, it's, a, it's in the same genre as right, The right, Critic. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why when you said it, at first I was like, no, and then... My mind also was like, wait, you know this. So I thought the critic. That happened to me exactly last night because I was reading up on this article again. I was like, Dr. Katz, was that the one with John Lovitz? And then Eric. <laughs> I really like, like that. Yeah, you know, me too. It's a weird thing to watch because I was thinking how old I must have been. Like, I'm pretty Yeah, sure. shout, out, shout out to 12 year olds <laughs> ingesting wry humor meant for intellectuals. <laughs> this is why we're fucking here, bitch. <laughs> Speaking of my youth, I ate a Pop-Tart today for the first time in years. My God, I really, um, I have a lot of Pop-Tart, homemade Pop-Tart recipes pinned to my Pinterest and I really want to do one. Ooh. God, you, gonna, I, homemade Pop-Tarts from like a, oh, fuck. I'm going to do air fryer Oreos. <gasps> I'll let you know how they go. Oh yeah, please do. Um, so Dr. Katz is the founding director of Yale University's Yale Griffin Prevention Research Center. And he was on um, Bill Maher and he was talking about, so his whole thing is like harm reduction. So harm reduction is, a, a example he gave is um, 
you know, in certain um, Scandinavian countries, how they they have clinics where they give people like small doses of heroin or whatever they're addicted to, so they don't go cold turkey and possibly right. die. But they're st- they're still they have a little in their system, so that's that's harm reduction, like mixing like needle use, like that could lead to other diseases or them having a terrible withdrawal and having heart failure. So harm reduction. So he's like, I I don't agree with the reopen America people and just like leave every, like, you know, leave everybody at risk Uh, the same as Sweden, you know, Sweden did nothing. And he said that there was a slight mortality spike in their country, but nothing crazy alarming. Right. So his suggestion was to do like the next phase would be like reopen America quote, you know, taking that phrase and having just like the healthy people who aren't at risk. Cause he was saying what we really want is everybody to get it and then recover. That's the best scenario, right? Because we don't have a vaccine yet. Right. So the healthy people get it. Um, and hope and the, the the youth mortality rate is like very non-existent. It's it's mm-hmm. low. It happens, but it's low. Um, hopefully, get the antibodies. Like live out in the world. Still respect each like with social distancing, wear a right. mask and gloves, but just to go out about in the world. I don't really know how that would affect like bars and restaurants and, the, and those kinds of things. Like right. And then you keep people who are at risk and the elderly at home. Mm-hmm. And so we wait and wait until antibodies are populated and perhaps the, like we don't have the virus anymore. And then we let them out. And that, that was kind of making a case for me. Like that sounded appealing because when you think about, yeah, stay at home and don't be an idiot. But then those communities that I've talked about, they're right. underserved, right? So they're not getting any more money from the stimulus either, even though like there has never been a time in my life where I have ever been like so sure that money is just like not real. <laughs> like what is this, this even matter? Yeah. Fuck. Right. And then I get a pay decrease and I'm like, Oh my God, money's so real. But I mean, they're doing another, they're doing another stimulus for um, small businesses. And, um, but so, so like those underserved communities are not, they're not like, you know, some people own small businesses, whatever, but the average, like the day to day who people don't, who don't have fucking savings. Right. Like, and they just run out of money. What are they going to do? Like, are they going to be homeless because of COVID? Like their lives will be significantly worse. Well, that's the thing is like, that's why I think we should be, <clears throat> instead of like fighting to open up, be fighting for rent freezes and, you know, UVI. And we talked about this last podcast. It's like, the problem is that majority of Americans cannot, you know, survive two to four weeks without pay. And we're supposed to be one of the most prosperous nations in the world. Wait, what did Rose McGowan tweet? We're the richest third world country. I, I was mean, like, we, damn, girl, you're right. It's true. You know, it's like, well, I can't remember what country it was. Like they are calling their like, um, their students back home and they're talking about if you live in these countries come back and the u.s was one of them oh god people are like, i told no, you no, my, we'll my neighbor we'll here you know, my neighbors I'm, I'm in finland well, no, i'll stay i'll stay here my neighbor's from australia she split when shit started going down there are two like, people from my acting class split like immediately yeah. too she said when she got back to australia she had a quarantine for 14 days they put her up in a five-star hotel including meals 14 days paid for by the government and then she was able to go to her brother's house and you know feel comfortable that she didn't you know wasn't carrying anything yeah so i don't know i i, I again i listen i 
I definitely understand and I feel for people whose businesses are falling and want to go out. And I think there's, I'm a different type of personality. I'm more recluse. Like I, I like being inside and I, I know there's people who really thrive on being out there and I, and I definitely feel for them. But I just feel like, again, we have to just reestablish like what new normal is. And I don't think we right, should like rush before, to go back Before out. everybody goes out, we need, let's yeah, do like, a st- and if we had a better administration who was more responsible and cared about the country they served, like that would be a thing they should do. Like, okay, when we get back to normal, here are yeah. here are our national outlines. Yeah, and I, I would just want to hear more about how like you care about how we're going to readjust to the new normals, you know? So it's like a lot of the things I hear from this administration and during a lot of these like Corona briefings, it's just like this, we're so great at this and we've done that and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, like, well, what are we going to do? Like, like, I want to feel like more reassured, you know? And like, so there's certain things that I feel like in California that I feel good about. And then like when I, talk, again, like when I talked to my sister, I was like, oh yeah, you know, when we go to the grocery store, we go out to things, we have to wear masks. She's like, what? It's like, you guys don't have to wear masks? She's like, no. And I'm like, you should be like, maybe be wearing masks. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just things like that. It just, again, it's just also just such a reminder, like how big America is. Yeah. compared to like a lot of other countries and like, like- and imagine I, I mean this is people probably some people have been going through this and i'm sure it's like it's not their fault but what if you were young and you had and you carried it and you even went to the grocery store you were being safe and like an elderly relative you live with gets it and dies like that's such a the emotion we're not really talking about the emotional effects of this either we're not really addressing the mental health of this country ever yeah. but because i'm doing a good job at it and also if we didn't give these fucking fools tax breaks in 2018 we would maybe have more money to deal with this shit maybe more people would get more money maybe we would even get more in our fucking unemployment but yeah. no we had to give it to all the people with private jets and shit who are doing fine Tony posted something about how like you know we're all in this you know like we're all in this together it's like no we're all in the same storm some of us are in yachts and some of us only have one oar which is fair, and I understand and like some that's- of us, Some of us have a frozen Jack. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again, I still think fucking Rose could have pulled Jack on. They could have taken turns. Yeah. Like, that was interesting to me. But anyway, um, <laughs> I just think like, I just, think, it, I just don't understand how you're on a yacht and you look at somebody with just an oar and you just speed by. Yeah. Like, that's a part that's so confusing to and me. Some like, congressional report. Like, I understand, like, you want to work hard and, you know- people want to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and get to a certain level. Like, okay, cool. That works for you. But like some people, even when they pull themselves up by those bootstraps are just going to keep hitting a certain wall. Right. But like, if you can reach down and pull somebody up in this, in these times, I don't know why more people aren't. And that's, what's confusing me. You know, that's why like, I hope that when we walk out of this, like we realize that we are really a part of, like a community you know like we're not on our own little islands and we really do affect one another and like how can we be better to be building our tribes and our communities and like i don't know it's true i wish uh i wish all of us were homosexuals. oh my god did you see how um that farmer sent cuomo oh his mask and i cried Girl, I cried. I cried. It was so beautiful. And like, that's the kind of shit I want to see. You know, like, I want to see somebody like, it was just, it was just, it was just really special because he's like, hey, I, I took what I needed for my family. 
which was, now yes, I, of and course. I have something to share. And I have some excess and we can get by with this. I'm going to share that. And it might not, it might benefit two or three people, but like that matters. And I think, again, to me, that's the American spirit. Ooh, like that's, you know what, T? Mm. Sorry. Uh, the NBA, if you buy a mask from them, their proceeds go to like Feeding America, like oh, uh, really? food banks and food charities. Okay. I might look into that then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's your cause, girl. See, even like that, I, I think I've said on the last podcast, like, yeah, we expect these very like cash heavy companies and like to do their fucking part, but it's still nice to see it. Like I expect the NBA to do that. Yeah. Like they should be doing that. And now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm loving it. I like, I love it from the bottom up, like the, the care, the, like the day to day. And it does make me hope and think, well, it's like, I, I live in a very blue area. Like, I don't really know if it's like among party lines or something, but it is like, we are kinder mm-hmm. than we are, you know, hateful and like, you know, angry at the country. So I, it's kind of giving me some hope Yeah, about <laughs> humans a little bit. Oh, no, also, do you know the, that Navy, um, Brett Crozier, the one who, um, like urged urged the Navy to get um, he urged the Navy to, oh, to um, like, dock his boat and like yeah, yeah. get, and then they get like his soldiers out. out. Yeah, or Navy men. What do you call them? Navy? Are they all soldiers? I don't know soldiers. I know there's like Marine, like Army Marine, men, Army men, Marine, <laughs> Navy men. Maybe it's I don't know. Someone let us know. Navy Se- men, a seaman, a seaman. Seam- oh, yes, Navy's the boats, right? Yeah. What if they're? What if instead of like they were called like the dolphins or the flippers, like a sports <laughs> team, the navy, the navy flippers? They're one hundred percent not that. <laughs> I know you're just joking, but they would never ever be the navy flippers. <laughs> so there was a big outcry for him to come back. Well, yeah. Well, the navy after doing a report, they're like, "Yeah, this guy was right, and he was doing what he had to do, and he was taking care of his. He was being a true leader." <laughs> so, and I was listening to this guy on NPR who was I saying, like, should, "Like, I feel like he should be our queen of the week." Then, queen of the week, queen of the week, it's the queen of the week. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he stood up for injustice. He was like, "No, you ain't coming for my." people and mm-hmm. you can kick me out okay that's fine but i'm gonna stay what i have to say exactly he's the queen of the week he's the queen of the week oh so that's some good news because of course like he was demonized by like the crazy right 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 <laughs> um and there was this guy on npr who was talking really soundly about the navy and um i he was a navy he was like the secretary of the navy and i was like wow this guy sounds like really smart and great like i can't believe Trump has like a cabinet member who is making some sense to me. Then right. I found out it was the ex one that Obama had oh. <laughs> who was fired by Trump or like had or, or resigned. Oh, right, and then right, I was right, like, right. And then I was like, who's Trump's new secretary of Navy? And he, he fucking resigned like in last month. Damn. Yo, how I'm never going to stop saying that. How can y'all think? that the country is going to do well with a fucking dairy queen that can't keep any of its assistant managers. No yeah. one's going to get their frosties. Okay. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> yes. It's wild. 
the like revolving door in the administration. Oh, and nobody's the new, talking about the it. The new Secretary he, of Navy is called Thomas Modley, and he he fucking resigned. I, yeah. I don't know if it's over this. But because I think, probably. yeah, I think it's re- he resigned because everybody was like, yo, you fucked up for that. You fucked up, you idiot. I saw videos that when that um, our Queen of the Week was leaving and all the soldiers, Navy men, seamen, we don't know what you guys are called. I'm sorry. No disrespect. We respect Flippers. you. We appreciate you. I will not call you a flipper. But um, <laughs> they were all like just like cheering him like and respecting him. And he just like walked out all like proud and shit. Like, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Because you know what? These are the times where you really have to like, it's Integrity. hard to really stand up for like what you believe in it's isn't it so sad watching all these people under trump have no integrity or respect for themselves you mean lindsey graham i mean all of them <laughs> yeah i mean all of them mitch mcconnell oh my god or, 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 mitch mcconnell feels like he has his own autonomy to me like he is so evil that i don't even think he like he has no respect or like dignity to begin with so nothing did you ever watch um the cartoon franklin when you were a child it was like about a little turtle and his like no, four or three friends. I've seen some memes. I feel like Mitch McConnell looks like a villain that would be in Franklin. <laughs> like he looks mm-hmm. like an angry snapping turtle. Oh yeah, his gullet. <laughs> I yeah. don't even know what a gullet would be like. Like he'd be like his, an angry snapping turtle that like somehow Franklin was trying to befriend. His wife is on the Reopen America out. committee, Elaine Chow. <laughs> Yo, I can't look at Mitch McConnell for more than like 30 seconds before I get grossed out. I've, he's one of the ugliest people I've ever seen on the planet. <laughs> I, like it's, t- I don't, and his wife, like she cute. Yo, dog. I mean, she's probably terrible and evil, but she cute. I love when Cuomo clapped back at the reopeners and he was like, all right, get some essential jobs. You know what? I did love that. You know what it reminded me of too? Oh, that's a Cuomo clapback, what I get to call him. And he's also such a dad. Like the thing I like about Cuomo is like he's such a dad. Like that's such a dad <laughs> thing to say. Like it reminds me of like when my dad like one time was visiting me and I needed a job or something. And we drove past like one of those people who stand on the corners like flipping signs. <laughs> and, and this is when – this is how old I am, guys. Like this is when like the sign flippers were first really starting out, you know, like it was fresh, you know. <laughs> Fresh, fresh. And my dad was like, oh, you should look into getting that job. And I was like, can you just give me $5, dad? <laughs> like, I'm just asking for $5. You want me to be a sign flipper? <laughs> I want ice cream. <laughs> you know, when my dad did that shit to me, like in college, when I was living in California, I get so mad because homeboy never paid child support. So, <laughs> so every time he said that, like I would have a rage, like my whole body would get hot. Yeah, girl. Bro, like, I said, like I said in the top half of the pod, we've been adapting to different lifestyles for a minute, though. Okay? Ain't nothing new to us. Like, I'll wake up tomorrow. You guys can change the rules. Okay. Okay, fine. Cool. I got uh, a, a file full of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the You're fingers. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we've been through this before. We can adjust. Mm-hmm. Mm, thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> How are you going to pay your bills? I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills for... Guess what? Life, life carries on. I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills when I was six. I'm 33. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, but we didn't talk last time about this, but last week was Earth Week. Oh, I was thinking about you, Sam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm trying to get that. What kind of Earth gifts I can send you? 
I got drunk and gave like hella money to, to I gave money to Oceana mm-hmm. and I gave money to Defenders. Defenders? So the, the, those are, those are charities that I feel like, first of all, Eric had to be reminded what the NRDC was. Why do people not fucking know what that is? Yeah, I'm like, oh God, high. Tiana. Now I'm, high, I'm like, National Resource Defense Council. Yeah, I was like, I know it's mm-hmm. National something resource. Yeah, it's my it's my Make America. No, that's Sierra Club. Never mind. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, I knew that it was, but I was like, when he said that, I like stalled, and I was like, hi, and I was like, <sighs> so they're good to give their, your money to if you guys are looking for good environmental charities because they they do like I hate that it's kind of the most important one, but mm-hmm. they help with the laws of things, you know, like the paperwork. So right. they can help prevent that oil rig from being off the coast of something if they get the company like wrapped up in paperwork and win cases and stuff, um, which is a gr- great thing. But I gave it to Defenders, which works for biodiversity, which is something that we don't really talk about. We talk about like climate change, like water shortage, like carbon in the air, but we don't talk about biodiversity as much. Right. So Defenders.org is that. And then I gave money to Oceana, which is like a cleaning up the ocean and, and um, helping the, the habitats mm. in the ocean. So... Those were some charities I did do. And now I don't have any more money, guys, because I was reduced in pay by 60% thanks to COVID. Welcome to the other 30 million people in America. <laughs> I'm, stepping, I'm stepping to the other side. That was me trying to um, use an, uh, a Dream Girl song. <laughs> yeah, and if you guys need any um, unemployment pointers or help, slide into our DMs. I'm happy to guide you. Mm. Unfortunately, fortunately, I've uh, I'm not new here, so <laughs> yeah, I might, I might be hitting you up about partial unemployment stuff too. So you keep an eye out for me. And yeah. um, here's one of the uh, among uh, like a positive thing about this, besides the Trump administration basically just like letting coal and oil companies do whatever they want um, during these times. Mm-hmm. Besides that, um, the waters are clear. Girl. The canals in Venice, I was there. They were murky and dirty as thick. And now they're clear. Oh, the air, beautiful. Yeah, I can feel it in LA. Cities around, I can, I literally, we literally feel it. Yeah. Cities around the world, less CO2. Now, I think. Well, I saw gonna... a thing in South Africa where there was all these lions laying on like a freeway that normally they wouldn't be laying on because there'd be people passing through. And I was like, yo, I wish. I could be friends with the lion. I know it's unethical. I'm not going to do it. I've seen Tiger King. I'm just saying, if it was natural, I wish I could be friends with a lion. I wish I could just cuddle with a lion. How majestic would that be? Oh, wait. I learned from the fucking Tiger King doc, the extra episode, that Joe is actually afraid of big tigers and would sedate them to get in the cage with them. Um, you sent me this article T Yosemite is like blooming with open meadows of, of animals, the rivers flowing, the wolves are out. A bobcat is out hunts for a squirrel. And you know what? It just reaffirms to me all the reasons why I never wanted to go camping because I thought, yo, <laughs> why am I trying to be in these people's places? Okay. Um, if listen, if a bear came into my house, try to attack me, I'm going to kill that bear. If I'm in a tent in the middle of Yosemite and a bear tries to attack me, I'm just going to be like, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm here. What was, like, that, what was that Leo movie? He, oh, The, the Re- Revenants? The Revenants. I didn't. I never saw it. 
that fool got fucked up by that bear and you know somehow survived like no way you don't survive didn't he, like in the movie back. i didn't watch it but in the movie his like skin came off of his spine or something no girl he got fucked up by listen a bear like i don't think people can ever understand like i remember one time i was in college and we were watching some documentary and it was like somebody in alaska and they were showing a polar bear that was like jumping up and like slamming against their car and they're saying how tall the polar bear was like seven feet you know from foot to like it raises its hands and i stood on the couch and i raised my hands over my head i was like yo this is how fucking tall the polar bear is (laughs) can you imagine something that could just end your life in an instant which is one you know one just like interest like oh that's interesting (laughs) swat that would be, I would wish that to be my gift, talking to animals if I had a... Uh, in, oh, yeah. I would tell them I'm here to be... Endowed a magical quality. I went up to my neighbor's house and helped out with our cat. He was giving me all kinds of love. Whisper. But this is why I love national parks. I think they're like zoos done right. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're they're protecting like trees and natural habitats and stuff. But it's like, unfortunately, we have to fucking give these bears and wolves a park to be safe so we can either appreciate them or like know about them because humans are trash. Well, also, be fucking I, killing them. I also think it's like something that when you grow so accustomed to something and it's all you've ever known until you like really look at it from a far, like a farther look, like, so, you know, aquariums or like Marine world or sea world, for example, I thought yeah. that was shit was dope until I saw blackfish and I was yeah, like, <laughs> free, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then you look also, at when dudes. I saw blackfish, I was like, why did I never think of this? Because Why the, did I? Because like, <laughs> duh! Like, yeah. how could that big ass whale be satisfied in this little ass tank? You know, yeah, I would have loved to do to. I never did debate team, but if I did, mm. I would have loved if that was like a debate question. Do like research yeah. to make a case. Like, are zoos oh. better or worse for animals? We can't. I can't this, this sucks. Like the boat. I can't start a debate team with my friends at thirty. <laughs> no one's gonna want to do this. I mean, we can. Why not? people just go online into comment sections and fucking debate and fight and think they're intellectuals. I can, um, I, I'd be peeking into comment sections. I won't lie. I, so does Siobhan. Shout out to Siobhan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she'll, she just said that she was in the HuffPost comment section hating on people who were um, not being body positive and body shaming. Mm. So shout out to you, Siobhan. Um mm. Real quick before we go, I, the polar bear got me to this because it's a, it's like an A to C kind of, but like Russia is terrible with oil and they're probably why the, their ice caps are melting oil. Yeah. China, Russia, and America, but we're, we're not going to get into that today. But um, that reminded me because Russia has the second highest cases. Really? As from as America. Yeah. So America's number one, Russia number two. And it really doesn't surprise me because apparently yeah. Putin's doing the same fucking thing as Trump, like letting just states decide, like letting, mm. like not taking, taking responsibility. Only, he'll only take responsibility if it's good. There's nothing like really proactive happening there. I read this article in the New York, uh, New Yorker about this work camp in, um, like on the maybe China, Russia border in the, near the Arctic where there's oil rig fields. Like, you know, mm. these, these laborers come in like not trafficked in, but like, you know, people who don't have a lot of opportunity. So go to these work camps for a few months and like work on the oil drill or whatever that it was just infested with COVID-19. They weren't like doing anything. They tried to implement rules, but then the rules just got all smudged up and lines were crossed and, and people are trying to leave and the Russian government um, clearly trying to like hush it down and stuff. But 
I'm sorry. I didn't want to, didn't want to leave on that negative note. Well, I also want to bring up um, our crazy old kook of the week before we go. Oh, yes. It's the crazy old kook of the week. Why you gotta be so fucking crazy? It's the, uh, the governor yeah, of Kentucky. Boo. Andrew Bashir. Bashir. Yeah, Bashir. Um, so according to Bashir, you know, he was ang- you know, he was giving a press conference and he was angry because he thought that there were a lot of people who were um, trying to f- uh, file for unemployment who were, f- you know, frauds. He said there's a few bad apples, including who filed for an unemployment claim under the name uh, the late rapper Tupac Shapur, also responsible for slowing down the state's unemployment processing. He blamed people who think they're funny for making thousands of other people wait for their unemployment payments. Um, well, sorry, Andy. It turns out that Tupac Shakur is a, a real person that lives in the state. He's 46 years old and had to file for unemployment. He says, I've been struggling for like the last month trying to figure out how to pay my bills. He told the newspaper he wondered why his benefits were being held up and not think the labor cabinet would declare him a, pl- a prank. He's like, I'm hurt. I'm really embarrassed and I'm shocked. He needs to sue. I mean, yeah. And I guess the uh, the governor apologized. He's like, but sure, personally called Tuesday to apologize and said he appreciated the gesture and forgave him. But still, it's like... Yeah, that's so whack. What if... What I mean, if, I, I, mean oh, I guess... But the thing is, like, I can, I can imagine, like, seeing, like, oh, Tupac Shakur filed for unemployment. That's fishy. Can we look into it before I go and make a statement in front of the world to say this? You know what? I can't know. I because it's like this guy had to fill everything out. So if it's a prank, right? Like, it'd but be even so, even if it was a prank and he filled all the right things, again, if somebody came to you and said, "Hey, um, Governor, here's a speech. Somebody named Tupac Shakur um, filed for unemployment," you should say like, "That's ridiculous." I would say, okay, but like, well, again, maybe if you're like a white man, you wouldn't think about how Tupac Shakur could yeah, like, be who's like a famous a white singer that died? You know, like, like if they said like, hey, it says Bob Johnson filed or like George Michael <laughs> or something. He's not going to be like, oh, huh. like, like, wouldn't you just say like, not that Andy I don't know, I guess maybe, I guess, you just, I guess maybe I, at the end of the day, maybe you just have people you're supposed to trust that are supposed to fact check these things before they hand them to you. Right. So like, again, it's like another lesson to like, make sure your team is like on point because if it gets to you and you're on TV saying something, you would hope you had a team of people who were fact checking, making sure it was right before you went and did the final thing because you only had a certain amount of capacity. At least that's the, what I would imagine a leader to work person, like. But the first person to get that had to be like a, an idiot race. The first person to get that is the one who would report to the higher chains and it would finally yeah. get to Bashir. So, okay, let's say this person's doing a prank. Like, there's just, if he filled everything out, his social security number, like, isn't there a way to check? No, That's just what I'm a, saying. a quick search. I'm saying. It's for it's. Uh, oh, so so um, Andy Bashir is like a, a white guy from Kentucky, so I assume he loves country music. So Ian Whitcomb Whitcomb died, 2020. He's a country musician. So do you think from if COVID? there was like what? From no, COVID? no, I actually oh. don't know. Maybe April 19th. Oof. He may he may have. Who mm-hmm. knows? But do you think Andy Bashir, if he saw like uh, Ian Whitcomb or like, do you think they would 
be like, hmm, this person's a fraud. They're saying that they're a different musician's name. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Okay, well, you know, you need to get to your niece's B-Day Zoom. Just get in there. Oh, one thing I did want to say before we ended this podcast that also was thinking about this last week. I recently was watching um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And um, Catherine Hepburn was talking about how, uh, you know, she always taught her daughter. She's talking to her husband because, well, if you haven't watched Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, basically a very naive young white girl brings home a black man to her parents who are very liberal and she was always raised to not be prejudiced um and he had told her i think your Sydney parents Poitier, might right Sydney Poitier. and then who I, plays her dad I uh her. spencer tracy and Catherine Catherine hepburn and they're married in real life too right i think they were they had an affair and they ended up getting married um but so he basically he tells her like i think it's going to be awkward for your parents she's like no like and i and it's this movie has so many layers. It's so beautiful how she's so naive. She doesn't not, she could not even understand how her parents would even think that it's a problem. And it's, so it's also a movie that really like makes you kind to um, be really faced with the values that you preach. So her parents are obviously shocked that she brings home a black man. And there's a scene where um, Catherine Hepburn's talking to Spencer Tracy, basically telling him, like, yeah, we've this is how we raised her. We raised her not to think, you know, that white people are superior to black people or red people, yellow or whatever. She goes on this little brown, whatever, right? She goes, and then and, and, and she goes colors those way with the yellow. I know, yellow right? It's, it's a very old movie, so it has that too. Okay, she goes, so you, what, what's okay, sorry. And then she goes, she goes, you know, we always taught her that that the people that think that are wrong. She goes, sometimes hateful mostly stupid but always wrong and i was like that's such a great thing to remember like the people that are protesting some of these things that we're looking at you know they're not all so hateful most of like some of them are really hateful right some of them are that white nationalist fucktards Mm -hmm. right and then a lot of them are just stupid and naive and ignorant so dumb by choice dumb He's so dumb. But all of them are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And it just resonated with me in such a way that I was just like, uh, you know, again, it's like you just have to, I think the lesson that I'm trying to give myself this week is just to give so much more grace and understanding and try to be more empathetic, right or wrong, to where people are understanding. So, because that's the only way I can get on their level to like help them get to a different place, you know? That's beautiful. I'm teaching nobody a lesson this week, so it's all you, T. Love you. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, we appreciate you being here with us as always. Um, you know what I want, okay? I need you. Okay? Yeah, what do you need, T? I need you to like, subscribe, leave me a comment. Okay, Just I only comment. really see what happens on Apple because I don't have a Android. So if you're on Androids doing that, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. But like, show Spotify. me some love on you. On the Apple Podcast. I want to see some comments. And those of you who have, thank you so much. Oh my God, you're amazing. I love you. And um, yeah, I love you, Sammy. I can't wait to come in and do this in person again. <laughs> Yo, that, I really miss doing it in person with you. Me God too. damn. Um, bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.